Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode 18 of Take It or Leave It, where we discuss the hottest topics in the world of workplace leaves, absence management, and accommodations. I'm Josh Seidman, and I'm once again joined by my amazing co-host, friend, and colleague, Meg Toth. Meg, we're in the final laps of this year's winter. I'm so happy and can't believe it. Have you been able to take advantage of any of the typical winter activities this year? I know. I can't believe it's it's already March, and this is usually the worst part of the cold season, at least for me, because it's getting very old. But yes, you know, Chicago had a pretty mild winter, I would say. There wasn't a ton of snow. You know, we took advantage of it with the kids when we, when we got some, um, and it was fun. And we also, my husband and I, got out for our first ski trip in a number of years this year since we've had kids. So that was great. We got out west and enjoyed the mountains, and, and that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we we have had a pretty good winter, I would say, despite being cold, some snow. What about you? Yeah, well, the ski trip, that sounds wonderful. I'm I'm a tad jealous. We've been missing skiing for a number of years. We're big skiers, snowboarders in the Sidemen house, too. So that that sounds lovely. We've had, just like Chicago, I think it's a, a whole chunk of the country, just a really mild winter in a lot of parts. So we didn't have a chance to hit the slopes, build a snowman, even even throw a snowball, really, this year. We did collect a little bit of snow when it fell a few weeks ago and actually put it in a container in our freezer at my four-year-old's request so we can have some snow on standby in case we ever need to play with it. So we did get to do that, but that's you know far apart from, from actually skiing or building the snow angels and the like. While all those things are certainly fun, good, great ways to spend time during the winter, they're not, taking it back to our leave of absence world, they're not absences that would be covered under a traditional paid sick and safe leave law, you know, the laws that we've all come to know and love. Did I, did I say love? I, I mean, know and begrudgingly tolerate. <laughs> That's right. The, the typical snow days and snow play aren't covered by those laws that I think you probably secretly meant to say that you do love after all. <laughs> I love, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But paid sick and safe leave laws do cover plenty of types of absences employee and family member illnesses and injuries, preventative medical care, absences related to the employee or their family member status as as a victim of domestic violence, sexual assault or stalking, certainly public health emergency related closures. But they don't typically cover absences that would generally be considered personal time, like all the winter activities we just went over. However, that may not be the case for much longer. My home state, well, I guess the state that I'm living in now, I would say I'm a native Californian, but I've been now in Illinois for 10 years. So my current home state of Illinois is the latest example of what could be the next big trend in this country's leave law patchwork. And that's the proliferation of mandatory PTO laws. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. It, here at Take It or Leave It, and really within our, our CIFAR's larger leave absence management accommodations team, we're always keeping our collective ears to the ground, trying to spot where the leave law winds are shifting. And mandatory PTO laws, or as some folks are calling them, any reason leave laws, certainly have the potential to become a real headache for employers over the next few years. Thankfully, we're joined today by our spectacular guest, colleague and friend, Jillian Lepore, to help us make sense of the new Illinois mandate and the larger mandatory PTO law trend that could be brewing. Yes, we are just so, so happy that Jillian is joining us today for our episode. Jillian is an attorney in the Chicago office. 
and she focuses her practice on representing and advising employers on all types of employment matters. She handles a wide variety of federal and state employment litigation and routinely handles charges before state and federal administrative agencies. But a large portion of her practice is really dedicated to counseling employers on workplace issues such as employment separations and confidentiality agreements, employment policies and handbooks, terminations, and accommodations, as well as leave management, including the topic for today's episode, paid leave laws. Welcome, Jillian, and thanks for joining us today. Hi, so happy to be here with you both today. Yes, Jillian, it's so great. So, so happy that you're joining us for today's episode. Really, really going to be a good one. So let's get started. Jillian, can you give us a sense of the current mandatory PTO law, paid personal leave law, any reason law, I'm really not even sure what to call these laws just yet, but can you give us a sense of what the landscape of these type of laws looks like today? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So Illinois is the newest of these any reason laws, but it's certainly not the first. Maine was the first state to enact one of these laws in May 2019, and then Nevada followed a few months later. Nevada's law actually went into effect first on January 1st, 2020, and then Maine's mandate began on January 1st, 2021. On a local level, these laws are also in place in the unincorporated parts of Bernalillo County, New Mexico, which went into effect in October 2020, and in West Hollywood, California, which went into effect on January 1st, 2022, or July 1st, 2022, depending on the industry. Interesting. So Illinois definitely isn't the first of these laws, but it is obviously the newest. Can you give us an overview of this? new mandates, such as when it goes into effect, what are some of the areas employers should be paying most attention to, and you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's right. So Illinois' Paid Leave for All Workers Act was just passed in January of this year. The law will go into effect on January 1st, 2024, and requires employers to provide up to 40 hours of paid leave to their workers for any reason. The law very broadly defines both employers and employees, so it will cover almost all employers within the state. And under the law, employees are entitled to accrue up to 40 hours of leave per year at a rate of one hour of leave for every 40 hours worked. Employees can carry over any accrued but unused leave at the end of the year, but usage can still be capped at 40 hours per year by the employer. Or employers can front load this 40 hours of leave at the beginning of a year. And if the leave is front loaded, employers don't have to allow employees to carry over any leave. While Illinois' leave law is new, both Chicago and Cook County already had comprehensive sick leave laws in place for a number of years. Illinois' law says that it won't apply to any employer covered by a municipal or county ordinance that requires employers to give any form of paid leave to their employees, including paid sick leave that is already in effect. Um, And because both Cook County and Chicago already had paid sick leave laws in place, it appears the Illinois Act would not apply to employers covered by these sick leave ordinances. Uh, It's unclear how the new law will impact municipalities within Cook County, though, that have opted out of complying with the county's paid sick leave ordinance. Right, right. I mean, all all great details and and really good points, Jillian, especially that Cook County, you know, patchwork that that could be coming with respect to this statewide law. So, yeah, really good points. Let, Let me ask you this. You mentioned those three statewide, you know, any reason leave mandatory PTO laws, uh, Maine, Nevada, and Illinois. Very high level. How do those three laws compare to one another? Yeah, so one of the biggest differences between the laws is with employer coverage. For example, Nevada's law requires an employer to have 50 or more employees in the state to be covered. 
in Maine, an employer needs to have more than 10 employees in the state. And then the Illinois law applies to virtually all employers in Illinois. There's not an employer, an employee threshold. And another difference is how the benefit accrues. Under Illinois and Maine's law, employees accrue leave at a rate of one hour for every 40 hours worked. But employees in Nevada accrue leave much slower at approximately one hour for every 52 hours work. One point where they all the same is that all three laws allow for leave for any reason and up to a maximum of 40 hours of leave per year. There are plenty of other smaller points of comparison we could go through, but those are just some of the highlights. Oh, that no, that's great. That's great. And and let, let one one sort of quick follow up there. What about how these these three laws handle payout of earned, unused, you know, paid time off at separation when an employee leaves the company? Are employers required to pay out employees earned, unused, any reason PTO leave under these laws or under any of these three laws? No, somewhat surprisingly, none of these laws require employers to cash out earned, unused paid leave at separation of employment. So very interesting. So on the question about payout in Illinois and Maine, as most people probably know, they have vacation time laws that require payout of earned unused vacation time at separation. How do those laws factor in and sort of coordinate with these paid leave laws that don't require payout upon separation? Yeah, so it's still a bit too early to tell how this will play out in Illinois, but Illinois earned paid leave law specifically says it will not require payout of earned unused paid leave upon separation from employment. Uh, In contrast, as you said, current Illinois law requires payout of earned unused vacation time upon separation. So we expect there to be some regulations and administrative guidance issued prior to the effective date of the law to address this interplay between the conflicting statutory provisions. Maine also has a new statewide law that just started on January 1st of this year that prohibits employers from forfeiting earned unused vacation time when an employee separates. The state's Department of Labor released guidance on how the new vacation time law and their earned paid leave law mesh, and the guidance indicates that the new law only applies to vacation time, not earned paid leave. So if employers have separate vacation and earned paid leave policies, they will not be required to pay out any accrued earned paid leave at termination. But if an employer has no earned paid leave policy, but has a policy or practice of paying out vacation time, then the State Department of Labor will consider the employer's policy or practice to cover earned paid leave as well. Wow. Wow. So, so messy. My goodness. It's uh, really not making it easy for companies. Uh, But thanks for, for explaining all that. Let me ask you this, Jillian. In terms of PTO law trends, you know, we mentioned uh, sort of in the intro that we're keeping our ear to the ground, seeing where the leave law winds are blowing. What are you thinking and sort of forecasting in terms of PTO law and, and where this space might be heading? Do you expect more states and localities are going to follow Illinois' example, follow Maine, follow Nevada? Do you expect maybe some states and localities that have a mandatory paid sick and safe leave law that's around today? Maybe they'll convert that paid sick leave into a PTO. What, what, what are you thinking? You know, we, we never really can say for sure, but it certainly seems like a possibility, especially as states that typically are considered blue states and even many purple states already have a paid sick leave mandate on the book. Shifting from paid sick leave to more general paid time off would be a way to enhance benefits for workers without needing to enact an entirely new mandate. That makes sense. I guess we'll sort of see where, where it goes. One final question, and just to clarify, paid sick leave laws generally allow employers to use PTO or personal time for paid sick leave law compliance, right? 
Yeah, generally speaking, they do. However, this topic is incredibly nuanced and often involves making sure that a company's PTO policy provides the right amount of leave, all the required uses, and all the substantive conditions required by the paid sick leave law. And we could cover a whole episode on this topic on its own. (laughs) Exactly right. Well, we'll bring you back for that one, too. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Julie, this is really wonderful. Thank you for the information, for the insight, for giving us the overview of the new Illinois uh, PTO law and, and sort of comparing it to other states and localities that have similar mandates that are out there. And for folks that are just keeping uh, an eye and an ear out on, on what this important paid leave trend is going to look like going forward. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Jillian. It was great having you. Thanks so much for having me. It was my pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in for this episode of Take It or Leave It. We will see you next time.